Bam, we're live. Sorry, I'm late. Good. I actually got to finish my breakfast real quick. Shit, two minutes late. Son of a bitch. Uh, Slacking. Good morning. Good morning, Heidi. Good morning, Joey. Good morning, Jake. Good morning, Victor. Good morning, Tomas. Good morning, Tomas. Any discount codes for Paper Street Coffee? Uh, good morning, Rob Miller. God, there's a there's there's a lot of Rob Millers. <laughs> I don't know if there's a discount code for Paper Street Coffee. That's a good question. Uh, the the guest yesterday, um, Moses Bernard, uh, offered a, a discount code. I think he said it at the end of the show. It was kind of funny. I, I realized he said it when we got off. Hi, Matt. He said, he said. Um, for your listeners, we can use a discount code seven. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, mean seven? That's I'm awesome. Deeply offended. Oh, he didn't mean it as a joke. I know. No, no. <laughs> would have been better if he mentioned it as a joke. I'll get the. You sock never know, on. though. I don't want to make any. I don't want to make any presuppositions. Maybe he meant. Maybe it was seven dollars off. <laughs> Maybe it, meant it was just good until uh, April seventh. I, I I don't know, but I but I, I I I if I was a betting man, I would say that it was just a mis mispronunciation of my brain. Uh, which brings me to my first topic today. It's really it, it's it's really um, you know, I, I researched the guests on Instagram and. I always get to their June 2nd post on 2020. That was when uh, that that uh, dude uh, was high on fentanyl. That was the uh, high on fentanyl, high on meth, drunk guy who put a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach. I can't wait for all of you. I can't wait for all of you who don't realize the the implications of that till you have a wife at home who's pregnant. And then that passes through your brain, the thought of someone putting a gun to your the lady's stomach who's holding your baby i can't it's gonna you you know you you want you want to see how fucked up it is take a fake gun take it like go to a gumball machine and, and and put in a quarter and get a little cap gun or something and then and then and then take it and point it at your pregnant wife's stomach and let me t- yeah. just to tell you how that feels you will throw up you will throw up. Anyway, on that day, there was some guy, and, and then the, the police intersected him, and the guy was screaming in the back of the car, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, because he had swallowed all of the drugs that they had caught him for. They pulled this guy over. He was just high as fuck. Giant dude, six foot five, 280 pounds. He was high as fuck on all the drugs he, he – he um he was on and then he swallowed all his drugs and it was the third time he had done that third time in a row the cops had pulled him over that he had done that and the, and the previous time when this guy was in the hospital the doctors had told him hey you better stop doing that you're going to go into cardiac arrest and, and have a heart attack and die so anyway this guy's in the back and, and every time they caught in, in the previous two arrests also as the cops are arresting him he yells i can't breathe i can't breathe but on this particular day he also yells that and he's in the back of the car yelling i can't breathe i can't breathe so what do the cops do? I don't know why they did this. They take him out of the back of the car. And they put him on the ground. And while he's on the ground, he's banging his head on the ground and flopping around and going crazy. And while he's doing that, one of the police officers puts his knee on the guy's neck. And the guy dies. 
autopsy report says he was high on fentanyl, meth, alcohol, and that he, uh, I think he said that he died of a heart attack. You can go. It's all, it's all out. Is that the official cause of death was heart attack? Uh, well, no, the official cause he had COVID. The official cause is he died of COVID. <laughs> oh my God. I remember that. I, I don't think they actually wrote that on a certificate, but they were writing that on everyone else's. I just met a guy yesterday who was telling me about how his, what was the story? It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> A relative of theirs died in a car accident or something. They had COVID and they put COVID death on the certificate. It, 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 it's just bad shit, crazy. But um, did they get paid more for that? Didn't the hospitals get paid more? Yeah, I think some hospitals. Certain, I know some hospitals for sure did. I don't know if that was across the board. Yeah, I think there was incentive incentives for like how many were in the ICU, how many were on ventilators, how many COVID positive po- patients you had, and how many COVID uh, deaths went through the hospital. Because when they closed the hospitals off to elective surgery, which is their <clears throat> you know, moneymaker, their profit hospitals still had to get funded somehow. So they got a little bonus for saying someone died of COVID. I don't know. The new book I'm reading has a pretty good, uh, a story about how they did that with lowering crime rates and the lieutenants were that were responsible in their different districts. And excuse me, if it's not lieutenant, I'm not too familiar with the hierarchy, but they started fudging the numbers and lowering the different crimes or making them lesser than they actually were. So that way their um, numbers looked good and they were still able to get promoted and everything else. So unintended consequences there. So this guy dies with this guy's knee on his neck and, and it's, and it's videotaped and, I'm, I'm oversimplifying it just slightly, but basically the whole world goes to shit. Well, our world, the United States, and we have the biggest riots and the most damage ever done in a company company in the country's peaceful history. protest, peaceful protest. And, and, yeah. in the country's history. Oh, it's so sad. What's happening to the January six people. It's so sad. It's so sad, man. Oh man. Uh, so, so, so I go to these, so when I have guests on, I see their posts in regards to that and it, it, it drives me absolutely batshit crazy. It makes me hate the guests and not want to have them on the show when I see their, um, their spin, their take on it. When I was 16 years old, I was driving my dad's Nissan Maxima 60 miles an hour through the city of Albany. Albany is a very white, rich town surrounded by like two of the murder capitals in the United States, a town called uh, uh, Richmond, California, another town called Oakland, California. <laughs> and um, and uh, I was doing 16 to 25 and uh, cops yeah, pulled so me over. Yeah, cops pulled me <laughs> over and, and they arrested me. They handcuffed me and they took me to jail. It had nothing to do with my um, skin color, the way they treated me. I th- I don't think so. I never went there in my head. I understand maybe how if you did go there in your head, if when you were six years old, your mom pulled you aside and told you that the world's going to hate you because of your skin color. I could see how then you you force everything through that lens. I could see that. But then it's up to you to stop thinking like that. There's no benefit in thinking like that. I was uh, pulled over in Isla Vista, California one evening. Um, I, I was uh, living in my truck at the time. I was pulled over on, uh, the 6,600 and 6,700 block of Sueño and I didn't have, I didn't have registration tag on my car or no, no, I did. It was expired. And, um, the police officer and I had my dog in the back of my truck and the police officer told me to get out of the car. And, uh, he actually asked me, had you been drinking tonight? And, th- and I said, yes, I had one beer or something. They gave me the, the, all the tests i passed all the tests and then they proceeded to um make me leave my car there and they arrested me and i spent the night 
in jail for not having a car with update registration. I also do not believe that happened for my skin. That was an extremely, that was maybe the whitest place on the planet outside of uh, where CrossFit HQ in Boulder. I mean, it was fucking white. I was playing Frisbee uh, in a park one time. And a guy went running through there and our dogs kind of got into like a little bit of a scuffle and, uh, and he started just talking shit to me and yelling at me. And I was like, dude, just beat it. And it was, it was kind of like, it was my hometown. I played Frisbee in this park every single day. And this was like some guy who was visiting clearly the town of Isla Vista. Anyway, he told me he was going to make that day the worst day of my life. And (laughs) like 30 minutes later, the cops roll into the park and the cops say to me, Hey, uh, we got a report that your dog's off a leash. And and one of the girls who was in my harem at the time had my dog and she on a leash and she was sitting down with it. And I said, no, my dog's over there with a leash on him. She goes, he's like, yeah, but we got a report that your dog was off leash. And I said, I hear you. I hear you. I hear what you're saying, but my dog's on a leash right now. So we go back and forth, back and forth. And he ends up giving me a, a ticket. And I knew all the cops in the town. I knew of them. I knew we knew of each other. I was the fucking barefoot wannabe Jesus dude walking around the town. And so he gives me a ticket and I, uh, I pay the ticket. And, um, a few months later, I am sitting at a place called Javon's in Isla Vista eating a sandwich outside on like a picnic bench they had outside. I was eating a turkey, bacon and avocado. Actually, that's not true. I wasn't eating it. I had ordered it and I was sitting down and these cops ride by on bicycles and I'm just staring at them. I'm like 20 some odd years old and they're going by and I'm there with my long hair and barefoot just being cool as shit. And, uh, they come over and the guy says, what are you staring at? And I said, I'm staring at you. And he goes, why are you staring at me? And I go, it's what 20 year olds do, guys do. They stare at cops. It's just what we do. Especially, especially cute cops. I didn't say that. <laughs> um, and, uh, and he says, okay, can I see your driver's license? And I give him my driver's license and he runs my name and he says, you have a warrant out for your arrest. And I said, really? What for? And he said, you did, you have a no show in court. And I said, that's weird. And he goes for a dog off a leash ticket. I go, oh, I paid that. And I happened to have the receipt in my wallet. So I pull the receipt out and, and I show him the receipt for the dog off the, the, the leash ticket. And he says, doesn't matter. You didn't show up in court. And I said, okay, I'll do that this weekend. He goes, no, you won't stand up. And he handcuffs me and he arrests me. And I go to jail. I spend the night in jail. Actually that time. I don't know if I spent the night. I just booked you in. Yeah, I think they booked me in and somehow I got out right away. And actually how that ended up happening is, is I went to – I had to pay some crazy fine. But then I went to court and I I was homeless at the time. But I lied to the judge and told him that that money was to pay my rent. I mean it's kind of a lie. And he gave, and the judge gave the money back to me, which was cool as shit. I, I could go on and on. I've been pulled over hundreds of times. I can tell you amazing, super nice cop stories too. Just crazy, crazy ones. Like me doing donuts in the middle of an intersection at three in the morning, uh, you know, <laughs> with uh, four lanes in each direction. There's no cars. It's a rainy day. And the cop pulls me over and I start pretending that my, I start crying and I tell him <laughs> that my, uh, I just caught my best friend and my girlfriend fucking and he lets me go. <laughs> and it was a lie, but, but I, one of my friends used that too one time. It was so cool. The cop. It was so cool. And of course, I'd been a complete jackass. I was probably drunk. What I'm saying is the, the point of this is you like the, the, there's it, it, I, I've heard stories from black people. They tell you 40 stories and none of them are racist, but they claim every single one is racist. 
and I'm sorry to, 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 um, pick, pick on, uh, black people, but, um, and I really mean that when I say, I'm sorry to do that, but like you, you have to take responsibility. You have, you have to take, I suspect that fat people are more discriminated against than black people, but by a margin of a 10,000 to one, I, I would, I would also, I would also say, that's like, how are we defining discriminated against? I mean, it's just, what do you mean by that? Like, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't even know because the only thing I ever do to discriminate discriminate against black people is that I'm that's and it's kind of more recent is now that I notice that they're there because like I'm supposed to notice that they're there. Like before, it used to just be people to me, right? right. Like maybe like I would notice like if you were like if you were like Aborigine or like albino or like like when I was in Africa, I didn't, I never know, saw black people, but I would see some albinos. It's kind of actually amazing how many albinos there are in Africa. Like I can't ever remember going there and not seeing one, but my, my it's it's just this um you you it, it benefits no one to use that as a crutch. And when I see that, like if you're pissed off that George Floyd died, uh, okay, I'm I'm okay with that. But if you're pissed off that George Floyd died because he's black, or then if you start telling stories about how cops have mistreated you, you've never I've never seen one of those where anyone of color was mistreated worse than I was. The, the, just start looking at the numbers. You, um, three hundred and fifty million interactions the police have, or something crazy like that, with the public, and twelve unarmed black men and twenty four unarmed white men were killed. It, it's like, dude, look at the alternative. I don't know if those of you who live in big cities or not, but the alternative is—it's insane what's going on. You ever been to Bellevue, Washington? I have. I, uh, that that's in uh that's that's like a, a suburb of seattle right or one of the neighborhoods in seattle yeah i think there was a crossfit gym there a fancy crossfit gym there that went out of business because they let the homeless take over a really fancy one that oh with the whiskey bar <sighs> i've been there i forget i can't why what's up I, I i got it all mixed up well i was just thinking about what you were saying as far as like discrimination and i uh having grown up with a very di diverse group of friends, I would say like the more rich affluent white neighborhoods you go into, if you are somebody who's like black or Mexican, the chances of you getting pulled over is significantly higher. And usually because those neighbors are like looking out the windows or seeing it or seeing a car that doesn't belong or a person that doesn't belong. And then they call the cops specifically on them reporting a suspicious vehicle. And I was making the correlation to Bellevue, Washington, because if you go to this one um, part in it where Bill Gates has this like really big like mega estate, as mm -hmm. you enter into it, you go through these um, like posts that have all these crazy security cameras every single way because they have their own private police. So there's like Bellevue police, but then there's like this neighborhood security and that you'll get pulled over for any reason at all. And it's funny because you see the different any reason at all. Any, I mean, literally any reason at all, like the light above your license plate isn't out or they're just, do, they're just conducting a, just an investigation stop or something like that. But it's funny because it's different levels of affluency. So like if you're mega, mega rich and somebody's probably driving you, you're probably not going to get pulled over. But if you have like a Honda like mine and you go into there, they're going to stop you. They're going to question you. And from the moment you drive into that neighborhood, you're under surveillance. And so I wonder if people are, you know, conflating that with being specifically discriminated against because it's there's always there's all it, it, it's always going to be there you, you, like like you really just have to mind you you have to worry about yourself on on some level it's always gonna be there but it, but it has nothing to do with your skin color like as as some like as some 
what do you know? You're just a white guy. As some sort of um, broad stroke, it's never going to be there. I'll tell you what what will be there is if you're if you're a young man, it will be there more than if you're black. Yeah. I got pulled over a lot in Livermore. Yeah, if you're if you're if you're a young man, it's definitely. You're, I mean, you're like, you could keep your shit tight. <laughs> don't let your keep, car smell like weed. Keep your shit tight. Yeah, it, it's getting searched. I don't know if that matters anymore. Out. That you're you're so 2002. Jesus, <laughs> weed, like they give a fuck. The guy takes a hit off your joint when he pulls you over now. The amount of times I got my car searched for no, nothing coming of it has been a lot in the past. Not not in the recent. In the past. When I was when I was uh, when I was 16, I lived in a neighborhood where I was the only white person besides my dad and my stepmom and the heroin dealer, the Chinese guy. And I got pulled over all the time, all all the time. Once a week, I got pulled over. I thought you were buying drugs, right? Uh, they actually they actually that's funny you say that a lot of times they did think that. Yeah. Yeah. Why else I was, would you be in that neighborhood? They would say, where's they would say, where's the crack? Yeah. And that's exactly. Yes. Who's it? You good. Yeah. Why are you in this neighborhood? I live right yeah. there. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Where are you going? Who do you know here? Where'd you yeah. come from? Yeah. And, then, and you know it's funny all the all the, the black dudes I hung out with there were only black dudes there the other the dude like when we would roll up on other dudes I was the they assumed that I was they had a word for me I don't know if it was John but they thought I was I like they were all prison dudes all like uh, spent time in Folsom or San Quentin and they thought that I like just sucked the dicks off the older dudes <laughs> I want to clarify I did not but I also want to clarify I didn't mind like if they thought that I didn't give a shit. Well, I, I will. Want, whatever it took to get access, access. I will say it just has to maybe do with just like where you are in the situation, right? Because uh, one time in my later adventures, we were in Richmond, and the guys that I used to um, Richmond by my house in Berkeley, Richmond, uh, California. Yeah, like on yeah. Realm Street, like in what the heart. What are we heart doing of there? Aerosol arts mediums. Ah, <laughs> uh, right, right, right. Bart <laughs> tracks, Bart tracks. No, no, oh. this was a uh, even better. It was a railroad tracks. So I went down yeah. underneath this thing and it was back behind this <clears throat> liquor store and stuff right and so the guys that i used to um hang out with in were uh all black or, or mexican guys and they were usually from oakland and stuff like that and they used to make the joke that depending on where we would drive would depend on who was who was driving like depending on where we were going was who was driving so if we went like concord area like over there they'd be like okay Susie, you're driving and then if we were going into oakland or richmond i'd be like okay one of you guys are driving right and my car broke down one time in richmond and I will say, oh, my the, cars broke down a couple of times in Oakland, man, it's fucked. Yeah. And being the uh, only white guy in that situation, I was very uh, thankful and happy for my for my friends that were with me because you used to colored friends sore thumb. you stick out like a sore thumb. You know, it's funny if you're if you're if you're if your car broke down in San Francisco, let's say on Polk or something, you you you, you don't you don't you would need like you don't need any gay friends. No, you're good. You good. You good. Have a breakdown on Realm Street in Richmond and Oh man. Hang out there for a while. And I'm young and I had long hair. I just like <laughs> I was the only dude in shorts with vans oh, and no man. socks on with like oh, a skateboard t shirt on with long hair. <laughs> all my other friends were all tatted up their necks and everything else, you know. They were like <laughs> What are you doing here? I bought these books to show off to Zoe that I bought them and I didn't even show them off. Dude, you're blurry again. I am blurry? Maybe it's just me. Anyway, that kind of bummed me out. That I said you were blurry or that you didn't show the books? That I didn't show these books. Like it's, I kind of like want to show off to the guests. Like, look, I supported your shit. I bought your shit. You did tell her, though. I did? Yeah. 
You were like, I have both your books or all your books or something. I think he said, Hey, you got that other one. Neil recommended. I could see it there. This. Oh, who recommended this? Neil Maddox. Yeah. Yeah. I probably will see if they have the audiobook. I don't really read that much, but I'm an audiobook of nut. Wait, so what was our conclusion on your uh, your piece there as far as discrimination? 99% of the time you're lying. You made it up and it's between your – and I'm being super generous. You're lying and you made it up be- between your ears. And, and then the other 1% is fuck off. De- uh, deal with it. It's, I just keep thinking of, I keep using Kayla Harrison as the example. Like you want, like you're worried about being pulled over by a fucking cop in somewhere and him calling you, Hey boy, when this fucking chick was fucking molested from the age of eight to 16 by her judo instructor, five out of seven days a week for fucking eight years to a point where she had disassociation and had to leave her fucking body. And then she fucking wins the, uh, she's the first uh, American to win the gold in judo and she does it twice. And now she's the most sought after fighter in the history of, or of the sport. Maybe, maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration. Most sought after female fighter in the history of the uh, sport. Like stop. Like I, like I don't want to hear it. I, I, we're so beyond that. We're so beyond that. And maybe it's just that I want to say it's maybe it's just the media I consume, but these are like real people who come on my show. And I just, they're such cool people, but they, but when I go back to their, their 20, their, their post, they're, they're finger pointing, non-accountable, non-personal responsible. They're bad humans. There's a lot of social pressure they, on that though. Like I don't yeah. necessarily want to make excuses like for well, them. You are. But- yeah. <laughs> I, like, I hear you. You're right. There was, you know, there was a lot of yeah. judgment on that. Like whether you did that or whether you like didn't, you know? Yeah. People were saying you have to make a statement. Yeah. Yeah. They were, it was like, remember silence was violence. Oh, it's so nuts. And I just kept thinking like, no, silence is just silence. Violence, <laughs> violence is, is violence. There's, you know, I don't know, but there was a lot of social pressure then. I'm trying to think if I ever had a guest on because of their like uh, ethnicity or race or I, I guess there's this guy I'm courting over in the Ukraine. And I want to have him on because he's from the Ukraine because there's there's people fighting in their country. You know, it's, my mom sent me a uh, text and she said – and my mom was like this. She said, hey, will you donate some money? And it's like some link to like help people in the Ukraine, right? And at the same time, a lot of Armenian people are sending me DMs being like, hey, you know what the Ukraine has been doing for the last two years, right? And I'm like, no, what? And then they send me links. And the Ukrainian government has been sending weapons – to the country that Armenia has been fighting with for the last couple of years. And this country is rich as shit. The name of the country, country is Azerbaijan and they have oil. Armenia does not have oil. And Azerbaijan also has an ally right next door called Turkey. And, and Armenia is just down there all by itself. And for those of you who are religious people, to give you an idea, Armenia is the first Christian nation in the world. So basically they accepted Christianity as their national religion before any country in the world did. It's basically where the Ark is and where like all those Bible stories are. And, uh, if there is an arc and um, and uh, Armenians are surrounded by Muslims. So, so Armenians are Christian and they're surrounded by Muslims, Georgia, Azerbaijan, Turkey. And so they're down there and the Ukrainians have been fucking pumping money and weapons into Azerbaijan to attack the Armenians for the last couple of years. And when Azerbaijan won the, the most recent conflict or battle, they congratulated them. So in, in, in what the Armenians are telling me is, is like, look, they're saying that that land the Armenians were on belonged to the Azerbaijanis, so the Ukrainians deserve it. Well, you could flip the script and be like, hey, this land the Ukrainians are on belongs to the Russians, and they deserve it. And so it's like it, – it, it's, 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 uh, 
It's fascinating because, you know, there is that facet to me that knows, like, I'm not Sevon and I'm not Armenian. Yeah. And whose land? Like, isn't that funny? Yeah. Who's but land? but also it's like, I, 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 I feel you. And it's easy to once again to say from inside the three plane brothers empire to just <laughs> be like, fuck it. Uh, Sevon, you see the story about Cain Velasquez, Velas, Velasquez situation. I did. Uh, there's only one thing that concerns me if there's only one thing that concerns me if it is not correct. Like if, but, but from the little bits that I'm getting is that dude uh, molested his daughter. Oh shit. A hundred times. And I, th- man, this is a subject that I, I really feel I don't want to talk about cause I don't want to be accused of inciting uh, violence, but no violence. Um, or, and if, if you fuck with kids, if you insist that someone's kids wear a mask, if you insist that someone's kids take a drug injection, if you touch someone's kids inappropriately, if you yell at someone's kids, you should expect for your life to end. I mean, not from me, but like if you fuck with someone's kids at all, you should expect to be killed. Like as, as just a – I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying like n- no one n- – no, no, parents don't, healthy parents don't have tolerance for that at all. Zero. You have zero tolerance. Um, you, have, you, you, have, you just have zero tolerance for it. Like, but like, like horribly bad. You should just, I'm not saying it's going to, and most of the time it doesn't. But like, if you were to, um, let's say, let's say you send your 10 year old to school and they come home and someone's given them the vaccine, you should expect to be killed. Not, yeah, you you do not do anything to anyone's kids. You treat stay, them, treat them like bears. You know, yes, what I mean? yes. Like, stay you know the fuck you, away from everyone's kids. When you do not see fuck like with a, anyone's kids, parents are capable. And 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 I, I'm torn because we can't have vigil, vigilante violence. But um, right. you you cannot, you cannot mess with someone's kids. Walk the other way. Always walk the other way from kid, someone else's kids. Yeah, I, I I'm so disappointed almost at at how how little parent. Yeah, well, there's there's memes going around now. Don't act like you care about the Ukraine. You didn't even stand up for your kids for the last two years. Hmm. I just saw the I just I just uh, saw the Pfizer study came out for uh, <laughs> kids kids taking the vaccine. Holy shit, it's it's scary. I've still asked some people that are like um, very pro vaccine. Mm-hmm. And I said, so we all agree that COVID has virtually unaffected anybody under the age of 18. And what and do they, they say? They say, yeah. And I said, so then how does it make sense to alter anything inside their bodies for protection against that? Because Let me tell you this though. It is affecting kids at the same rate as measles. <laughs> so either COVID oh man so what do they say what do they say nothing really the other interesting thing too was like when we went to um we were at the college for like grace's graduation and we're sitting inside there with all the like phds of nutrition and health and everything else and it was a smaller group that graduated with their masters and so they're going through all these thesis that they had up there and they kind of like are just doing little brief overviews of all the work people did. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, you know, what's interesting is they like were scrutinized over those theses to make sure that, you know, everything was statistically sound and that it made sense and everything else. But then I looked around and I was like, but they're all like forcing us to have like masks on. So like if they were to oh, take that yeah, yeah. same exact like yeah. thought process to the studies of the masks and like the statistical studies of the evidence that they're giving us about COVID cases and everything else, like none of it would hold up. Like all those same professors would completely like reject all of that. Yeah. But if I, and I did, I had my mask off at one point and they were like, you need to put that back on. And I was like, how, well, how are you just picking and choosing what we're thinking about here well in one case you're saying oh no this isn't statistically sound you have you've left all this out of your study this doesn't make sense in the way you presented this this numbers are wrong and then on this side they're like wear your mask and you're like well why did we alter society without putting it up that same scrutiny right and then in the case of the ukraine thing a lot of people are saying biden needs to help russia's invading and i don't really know a ton on the situation so this is an opinion here this is just an observation but like, didn't we also invade Afghanistan and Iraq and Iran? So, like, I, under the false pretenses of weapons of mass destruction during the Bush administration, that turned out to be completely false. So, I, it's just one of these things, right? Like, people want to post the, the black squares and want social justice for the oppressed, but we buy iPhones. So, like, what... Uh, Lots of them. We buy so, lots of them. Yeah. And I mean, I like an iPhone, you know, but we also know that they're made by child labor in China. And if, yeah, where is my iPhone? And there was a good thing. I think actually you posted it. And it was like, if Rush, if um, Apple's going to say that they're going to cut off Apple Pay and cut off products that they're being sold in, in Russia right now, like, would they do the same in, in China for Taiwan? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great one, isn't it? That's so, a great one. It's just Uh, weird when we just kind of go back and forth and like Apple's a joke. Just Apple's a joke. Apple's a joke. Speaking of a joke, the CrossFit Games are a joke too. Did they? They made a post. Apple's a joke just because of their um their I I guess you call it marketing their ads. It's so pandering to just the worst of society. But the CrossFit Games put out a a video the other day, and it's like the it's from week one of the open, and it's like the ten um it's like the ten like highlights of the, of the week. And like three of the, it goes 10, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. And for 10 through, um, 10 through two, um, three of the people I think are like, uh, um, I think they're called handy abled or able-bodied or disabled, but I don't know what the fucking right word is. They're handicapped. They're like people in wheelchairs or like missing limbs and shit. Right. Yeah. But, every, but, and it's like, it's like so obvious it's forced in there. They're not like these great fucking clips or anything, right? It's so obvious. And then, um, but, but, but 10 through two, there's not a single uh, black person. And then the final one, it's just all black people. And it's like, it, it's just so, it's so unauthentic. What do I mean by that? It's so forced. Like you're, they're, they're judging people by the way they look and their color and not the merit of their performance or the comedy of the piece or the validity of like what makes that interesting as part of building the community. It's just yeah. a joke. It, it's yeah. just so blatantly racist. And you could say to Sev, you could say to me, hey, Sevon, that's just you projecting onto that. You're right. It is. I'm a little damaged and obsessed with it. You're right. I, I, take, I, own, I own it. I own it. Damn it. No matter how much I tighten this thing, it it never gets it never gets fully tight. Maybe we should get you a new uh, 
boomstick there. That one looks like. Have you seen commercials today? Yeah, it's nuts. When I watch the uh, when I watch the UFC, yeah, the commercials, the commercials are are are, it's it's fascinating. It's it's I, I I'm embarrassed for all of those people. I'm embarrassed for the people who are in them. I'm embarrassed for the companies. It's nuts. Oh, we it was like summer here for a little while. We had like two and a half weeks of summer, and then and now it's kind of went away. The nights were cold, but man, the days were hot. Oh, I had a question for you about boobs. (laughs) Okay, did did I send you the notes for the show, Susa? Yeah, I have them here. Do Do you see this? Um, there's a a one. It's an Instagram, and it says, "Why do Why do you need the tit grab?" Mm Hmm. Could you pull that up? Yeah. Th- this is just some random account that, yeah, I don't know, came across my feed. The algorithm thinks I want to look at g- naked girls. It's so weird. You know what's funny is the less time I spend on Instagram, the more of those will pop up in the Explore page. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> They're chumming the water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, scroll down a little bit. Uh, thank you. Wait, what's her name? Thank you, Mads, for letting us use your account. Just keep scrolling, keep scrolling. Oh, no, no, keep going. Oh, sorry. Right there. Stop up back down a little bit right there. Go to that one right in the middle. Why? Why? When a woman shows her abs, does she have to squeeze her boobs like that? Okay. Now now go go out a second and then go to the one next to it. She's doing it too. I don't think you really have to do that. Do you? I, I, I have a, but the girls it. are, they do it and it's funny. I mean, I like seeing it. There's something like, uh, and not uh, against it. <laughs> there's something like, is uh, evocative. Is that a word? Evocative, like invokes. Provocative. provocative. Is there invocative too? Probably. There's something provocative about it. It, it, um, like, you know, you're grabbing your tit. I guess it's like when Michael Jackson used to grab his, whatever it was he grabbed. Um, <laughs> but it's just crazy. Cause it's like, a, it's a thing. You know what I mean? Like girls I- will be like, I think there's two things. I think you, you said the first one, but I think the second one is it actually like stretches the skin more. Oh, like over, like you're pulling some of the excess skin up. And then, so then it, it, it makes your abs look like there's deeper crevasses in there. Accentuates the shadows yeah. in between them. Okay. You got a female perspective on that. Here. Stretching the skin to tighten her abs. Okay. It's Okay. She's moved them out of the way so you can, nah, that, that, Heidi, that's funny you say that because I think that's like what they want you to think. Oh, I'm just moving them out of the way, but it's not. It's not. Did you just randomly stumble on this one? And she yeah. got a lot of guns, huh? I just saw that and I'm like, what is up with the tit move? Yeah, I've seen that quite a bit too. Okay. So, so the thing is that we're going to go with if someone asks me that the answer to that is, um, to pull the skin tighter and to seduce males because there's, there's some like subtle I'm touching myself component. I would say so. And I mean, we're pretty stupid. We fall for that every single time. Right. So yeah, I think it's great. I I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Hate on her for it. I love it. We could keep track of it. She's got 9,000 followers. And at the end of this, she will have 10,200. Um, I had a friend fly. Did I did I talk about this already? I had a friend fly to San Diego on Southwest. Oh, but the, I guess the mask. Could, do you have to wear a mask on airplanes still? Yeah, I was actually just thinking about that because they always say per federal mandate, right? Like as to why you have to do it. But isn't that is this? I think it's gone, right? I mean, you and I live in the spots where it's been gone for weeks, but you would never know it. So I don't really know. And 
also haven't paid attention to it in the last couple of years. <laughs> the what the the flying part? No, the ma- just the mask thing in general. Oh, right, right. Like you would still think that the mask mandate is happening here because everybody has masks. And I've talked to a couple of the parents at um the gym and they'll be outside playing different sports, right? In the youth sports. And they'll go to some of the kids and say like, hey, you know, little Johnny, like you don't have to wear the mask anymore. And they they like will not take it off. And they'll like freak out if you try to take them off. And you know how they used to have those commercials where it was like, play with your infant and talk to them. And it would just show this baby like alone in a crib. And you're just like, oh my God, right? Because like if a kid needs like a 10 out of attention, like a one through 10, and you give it a one, you know, it's going to be a sociopath, like some shit's going to be fucked up, right? But what happens if mandates and other government responses just push all of them to a seven? What's the outcome that that's going to happen? And we won't know for years, right? So they used to have commercials like, talk to your kids, play with them, let them see you smile. And then they're like, nah, screw all that. Just mask everybody up and we'll see what happens. Well, um, uh, I don't know how they test it, but basically the, the consensus is, is that there's three years of tarded kids now that ever, that the average IQ of someone born into the pandemic is 20 points lower. I don't know how, I don't know how you test a kid's IQ at one or two, but maybe the way that it interacts with like facial expressions and communicates through that way, because you'd have to imagine that obviously 20 points is huge, by the way. Like if you're a hundred and that you are supposed to be a hundred and now you're an 80, you're tarded. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they dropped it. We we were like a lot of the parents were fortunate because some of the young kids that were basically like, you know, zero to two through the pandemic, they would like bring them in and expose them just to large groups of people and stuff like that because there wasn't any masks or anything at the gym. Right. So when they would come in there, they would just see all the adults interacting and they would have them outside and different things like that, which was pretty much the only like large group interaction that they were having through some of that time. Think about that shit. Yeah, it's uh, but by the way, um, I think it's okay to say tarted the way I'm saying it. I got into it with some chick in my DM. She was telling me not to say the word retarded anymore. <laughs> and I got into a fight with her and then I think she won. I think I backed down. I think she was like, You're hey, you're doing it to be mean. And I was like, Not really. I'm kind of doing it to be funny. And she's like, Well, it's mean. And I'm like, Well, I think that those people are clinically retarded. I think I was talking about Craig Ritchie. But anyway, um uh <laughs> poor Craig Ritchie. Um I know he's such a good dude too. It he just gets hammered here. <laughs> when he, when he, when, when I see, when I come across his post, he's always so happy and nice and upbeat and positive, but, but it's still tarted. It's, it's, it's well, which also tells you there's a certain level of like, that's like superficial, right? Like Maybe. The, I don't know. I don't know. Him. I don't know. Him. I mean, some of the people that are just like always crazy positive, like some of them are genuine, I would say, but even those people, like there's this lady at the grocery store that's always like crazy upbeat. Like you could be, she's like, have a great day. Oh my gosh. How are you doing? Someone could be like, oh, fuck you. And she's like, okay, you have a good day. I hope it gets better. And then she would turn to the person next to be like, oh my gosh, I think they're having a bad day. And then even sometimes you come in and she's kind of like doing the thing and you're like, hey, how are you today? And she's like, oh, life just kind of got me down, but you know, and we'll kind of like keep going. So if you don't have that ever, you kind of have to ask yourself like, okay, what's going on with this person? Because it ain't all sunshine and rainbows every single day. What is the antidepressant usage in the United States? And then I'll come back to the word retarded. Do you have it in front of you? Am I going to guess and you know? No, no, I don't know. I started typing it in and I realized that like I like my computer started doing that. I realized I don't know how to spell. 
I would probably say somewhere around like, like on prescription drugs for like mental, not, I don't want to say mental health issues because then you're going to have like people who are clinically like schizophrenic and stuff like that are like clinically depressed on a high level mixed in there as opposed to people that just need to exercise. <laughs> How many, I wish I had Alexa in here, list of antidepressants, anti, uh, oh, here, antidepressant usage. Okay, here it says, uh, uh, in 2018, the daily 18.6% of the U.S. was on daily. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, I've known people. I'm sure I've known a lot of people who are on antidepressants, but I've known people who that I knew for a fact they were. Mm -hmm. And it, it was nuts. It was nuts. It was their, their moods or their moods were. Yeah, they would be when they were positive, man, they were so positive. It was like overwhelming. It was like chill out. Yeah. This says that 66% of all adults in the United States are on some sort of prescription drug. Anyway, the, 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 when I refer to these people who their IQ goes from 100 to 80, I think it's okay to call those people retarded. I think what she didn't like is that I think retarded is like a, like a clinical diagnosis or some sort of reference to someone. It's like, just means like slow people. Right. I, I've looked it up a few times mm -hmm. and that when I say it as an insult, I'm insulting the people who are actually retarded and I kind of got her logic. So it kind of was like, all right, fine. I'll be yeah. But if you're like, you're not intending to do that. Like, I don't, I think there's been very, I know, I know but like, I don't, I, I, as much as I think you can, I, I know it's not what you tend, but like, as much as like, I think like, like I don't use racial slurs, even though like I say them every day when I'm singing songs since I've been six years old and listening to rap music, but like, I don't say them like out loud because even if I'm not intending to hurt, well, I say them out loud, like when I'm in my car, like, like I don't say them like when I'm walking around the grocery store, even like if I want to, like, just like, cause it's like the vernacular I use in my songs, but right. like, I just still don't use it cause I don't want to like get beat up. I mean, offend people. <laughs> get beat up. <laughs> I don't use funny. racial slurs cause I'm scared for my safety. No, because you don't, I don't like, it's, it's exactly what she's saying. Like, I'm not saying it to be racist. I'm, I'm saying it because it's just like, it's in all the songs I hear. And it's just like, yo, but, but this isn't, this is, I am, she's right. I am saying it to be like offensive. Like if I call you, Matt, you're being a fucking retard, uh, delay or hold back in terms of progress, development or accomplishment. Yeah. I think that there's like people who are retarded and then it's like the term when you called someone gay or like a faggot, like basically what you're saying you're saying it in a negative way to someone, even though right. you're not referencing their sexuality, but then there are people who really are gay and then the two get blended together and it's fucked up. And I, and I, 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 I get what she's saying. Like if I'm going to call someone retarded, it should really be people who are retarded. And that, and, the, and my point is, is that I think that there are studies out there that say that kids who've been wearing masks for the last three years lost 20 points on their IQ, which puts a ton of people into the tarred category. I mean, it does because it's literally delaying their development or progress. Uh, the, so the study I saw yesterday on the uh, Pfizer vaccine for kids, I want to say it was kids under the age of, it's, it's in my story somewhere. It's kids under the age of 12. The study had uh, two groups of 1,200. There was 1,200 kids in one group. It was the control group. That means they got nothing. And there were 1,200 kids who got the vaccine. Of the, this part really doesn't make sense to me. Of the 1,200 kids who didn't, get the vaccine who are in the control group within seven days of the study finishing seven of them. Sorry. 16 of them got COVID. 
And in the group that did get the vaccine, none of them got COVID. What's really weird about that part of the study is that there's never been a claim that the vaccine stops you from getting COVID. And so I don't even know how there could be all of a sudden in the control group that didn't get the vaccine, there's 16 kids who got COVID. And in the group that did get the vaccine, um, none of them got COVID, which is just bizarre to me. But anyway, I, I'll proceed with the study. So in the study of those 16, none of them who got COVID, who were in the control group, who did not get the vaccine, none of them were hospitalized. None of them had any severe illness. The side effects from the kids who were in the group that did get the vaccine, although none of them got COVID, were crazy. Six of them were hospitalized with a very, very gnarly severe side effects. You can read about them. Bad shit, shit that would freak you out. Going back to hurting your kids again, shit that would freak you out if someone did to your kid. And then, of course, it's like 55% of the kids had headaches, um, 20% were nauseous. I mean, just the list goes on and on and on. But the point being is, is that in the study, the control group, no, no one died. No one was hospitalized. No one was hurt. But in the group that did get the vaccine, no one died. But there were a lot of fucking injuries and in sick people. So why get it? And I would even go on to say, and and they don't say this. This this, this is my I'm, I'm I'm this is my hypothesis that those who did get it won't get it again. Meaning you're going to be more immune from the variants. You got it. You're done. Same thing with measles and chickenpox. I have tons of friends whose kids got the chickenpox vaccine, and the kids still got chickenpox. Those of us who got chickenpox, we never get it a second time. Measles is the same way, by the way. Look at the last outbreak they had at Disneyland a couple years ago. Look how many kids were vaccinated who got the measles. Hmm. But no one ever gets the measles twice unless you're vaccinated. Have you looked into the argument of like why life expectancy rose so much um, over the last like whatever it is, 70 years or more? And maybe even maybe even longer than that. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they claim like a lot of people said it was like advancements in medical or vaccine. But then there's also a strong claim that just societal hygiene became a lot better. Oh, it's, yeah. That's the whole thing with polio. Polio is a shit, a yeah, shit like, disease. Yes. The knobs got turned at the same time. It's hard to discreet, like discern yes. against, like which one actually made Dude. the biggest impact. Dude, um, polio was on a crazy steep decline. Crazy steep decline before the vaccine came out. Crazy, 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 crazy. Yeah, totally. Hygiene's everything. I mean, well, there was a time when doctors, uh, I forget, God, Greg used to talk about this. There was a time when doctors used to not wash their hands. And then when they started washing their hands, and it's like a 90%, like just immediate drop overnight in like infection rate amongst yeah. uh, people. I think, it was nuts. I think that was found in um, childbirth. I forget the name of the doctor, but it was almost by an accident. And there were like something was happening to where most, yes. most of the mothers were like surviving with this one doctor. And then they just realized, oh shit, he's just washing his hands between birth, <laughs> births. And then therefore the like life expectancy for mothers and kids went up significantly after they just started washing their hands. Yeah. Good thing. Uh, wash your hands. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm not even worried about I, I wash my hands a lot, but I'm, but I'm not, I don't do it cause I'm afraid of germs. I just like clean hands. I like I'm not afraid. I'm not, do, do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. I don't like sticky. I don't like, I don't like to just my hands to feel dirty, but like, I don't, I'm not, I, I know I've said this a million times, but like it, 
if you had COVID or pneumonia or laryngitis or strep or whatever, you can still come to my house and your kids can still come. Like, I don't care. Um, uh, we, there's this, <laughs> there's this, um, there's this link. Will you pull this link up? It says, uh, other yeah. dudes fucking your chick. <laughs> this is a, this is an interesting one. I, th I think I'm too old to understand this. Is this the right link? It's, it's like Instagram. Guys, like the squat. Oh, no. No, no. Wait, hold on. I don't. Um, Do I have it marked wrong? It's I a dude in a gas station talking to the camera. Okay, yeah, we're good. Okay. He's like out in front of a liquor store. Yeah. Okay. Listen roll. up, people. Listen up, people. Hold on here. Okay, here we go. Oh, I nice. Got... You're getting good at this. Indeed. That's new. Com right when you said new computer. Okay, here we go. Check this out. Don't never allow yourself to believe that you're the only one knocking down your honey, man. I'm telling you, telling you, man. Listen, I'm dead serious. Don't set yourself up for the big letdown that you're the only nigga that's hitting that. Don't do that. Even if you are, you never let your mind get lulled to sleep and get comfortable to thinking that she won't do that because just like that, that could change. You understand? And if you not, if you done set your mind up to where you believe it, you the only one hitting that, and then you find out you ain't, you're going to be devastated. You're going to be devastated. Some dudes kill everybody when they find out because they think that that belonged to them. That's our kitty cat. She could get that to whoever she want. And you know what? She going to give it to whoever she want. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. It ain't nothing you can do about it. Don't never believe you the only one. Peace. Okay. So the premise of his argument, I think, and tell me if you if you're right, is that that if you make the assumption that you're the only one um, hitting grace, getting grace, Mister Souza, that when you find out she has been sleeping with someone else, you'll be devastated. I'm going to say that even if you make the assumption, even if you make the assumption, either way, you're going to be devastated. I don't think I'm like, yeah, no one's, no one else is fucking Haley. And, 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 and then I find out she's fucking someone and then, and I'm devastated. I think it goes the other way too. I assume she's fucking everyone and I find out it's true and I'm still devastated. I don't, I, I, I don't, I'm not buying his premise. Like, like he think like you think you can get some psychological hedge of like protecting yourself by just assuming that your girl. You know what I'd find interesting about that clip? It's just that wondering how many times I watched it before I decided it deserves to be on the show. <laughs> no, that's kind of funny though too. But I'm just thinking about like, I, how did he get that thought at a gas station and just was like, you know what? I'm going to set my camera up here and film this right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what's interesting to me. Like you're a big picture guy. You're a big picture guy. Yeah. Like what was he doing prior to that? Like what was the thoughts going on in his head? And then like, why did he shoot? Like, did he just pull over and get some gas? And you know what? You know what? I got this thought. I'm about to let it go here. But I really like his enthusiasm and uh, the way he delivered that. Oh, his account is great. His account is good. great. His account. When are we going to get Greg Everett on the podcast? <clears throat> um, I like your name, Dev Devin. You spell it wrong. You should drop the D and put an S in there. But other than that, it's a great question. It is a great question. I have never actually met Greg Everett. I don't even think I know. I don't. I don't even think I can pick him out of the group. And I yet I've I hear his name all the time, and I hear it in the uh, best light. I always hear that how amazing he is. 
Devesh Maharaj. Maybe he just found out he was getting cheated on. Uh, maybe. Yes, it's good. Maybe. Matt Burns, hood logic, a racist, racist. I don't know what makes you think he's in the hood. <laughs> I like how it transitioned to get Emma Lawson on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's? You know what? You know what else is uh, kind kind of crazy? I, I think this is a good thing. I when I. We're we're having all these UFC fighters. Well, I, I watch a lot of podcasts now. I never had watched a podcast until like I don't know the last three or four months, and I've become obsessed with like researching our guests. So I've been watching lots of podcasts, and I just realize, especially in the UFC in the fighting world, how shitty podcasts are. Like there there are these podcasts that have like millions of subscribers, and and the guest will come on, and the host will be like. Oh my goodness, Souza, nice to see you. I appreciate you so much for having you on. You're such a sweet man. I love your newest book. It's fantastic, Souza. Oh my goodness, it's beautiful. I love this book. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Oh, that actually did make me feel good, though. Just like, dude, really? I'm going to come back. I mean, really? And that that's like a common opening line for podcasters. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I like, think and 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 if and, and I think that people, if they come on your show and you're going to give them a handy, you should give them a fucking handy. Like, you should say some like deeper shit, like real shit about them. Like like Jim Hensel, th this fucking guy, do you know what he's doing now? Since he's been on the show, I think since he's been on the show, I think he was getting bombed already. But uh, a, a, a police officer called – there's a police officer who has a program. It's called Franklin Fit. Mm -hmm. Franklin County, Georgia. I don't know where it is. Mm -hmm. But anyway, this guy – he he has he's a police officer and he has this program at the police station that kids can um, come. It's at like an after school program and they they get kids to come to the police station to work out and and they work out with the cops and they got like yeah. a regular crew there and it's growing and it's getting bigger and bigger. They sent me a shirt. I think I wore it yesterday actually. It's starting, yeah, it's starting to look nice, nice on me. And yeah. uh, Bobby Brown, and, right? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. is his name, right? Bobby Brown. Right. Yes. Anyway, and uh, um. Those guys reach those guys are doing amazing work. Amazing yeah. work. I repost their stuff sometime. The group is growing and growing. And just seeing those cops working out with those kids is awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh and it's all free. And and he's doing it all on donations and all with his own time and blah, blah, blah. But um uh that guy connected with Jim Hensel. Oh, that's Jim awesome. Hensel was on the show. He that's the guy from the Mayhan mindset. Man, be so important to get Jim in front of those kids like that. Yeah, but Jim should just be working like with rich athletes. Like Michael Chandler, he didn't have time for helping people. Yeah, but once he gets a little bit of money, maybe he'll he'll get back. He seems like a really good dude. Well, that's the point. He's already giving back, and those yep. th that's the kind of thing when you have a guest on, you should be talking about. You should just like immediately be like, "Holy shit, I cannot believe what you're doing!" Like you should be out getting your own, and instead you're over here fucking around with these cops and these kids and helping them with their mindset. Mm -hmm. And I just I, so tell me about yourself. <laughs> Give me the two minute version. It's, it's of, so yeah. lazy. It's so lazy. I mean, sometimes I think too, because like podcasting and everything, like in relative to media, is pretty young, right? So sometimes so say that say that again. I said like podcasting in terms of like just media in general and all the yeah. different forms of media is pretty young. 
So like I'm so talking about people who have like millions, millions. No, I know of, that's, uh, that's what I, I want to say at. the guy's name, but I like I like like that's what I was getting at. So what I if you were just I don't, what if you're just the first person that cruised over to Malibu and was like, oh shit, I'm I'm gonna buy some land here. This is cool. I like this coast. And then you did it, and then you saw maybe a couple other people were coming, and you're like, I'm gonna buy a little bit more. Then you buy a little bit more. Now all of a sudden you're the richest land owner on beachfront property in Malibu. But was it because you were the smartest, best one at negotiating and understanding where things were going to go, or were you just were you just the first one there? It's a good question. Well, I mean, I'm fucking late to the game, so that would explain my situation. Now you're trying to buy enough when the price is high. <laughs> uh, Sevan, have you ever blocked anyone? I clicked this guy's name because I just wanted to say his name, Mansurudin Ahmed. I don't think you can just be the first one. And and shit be good. I mean, I think people like this kind of this Oprah uh, super like just this real superficial covering of situations. Where did you buy your shirt, Matt? How do you pick out your clothes before you go to an event? Um, what's your favorite uh, food? Um, what are the three mm-hmm. things that made you most successful? Yeah, like some of these guys, it's like they just have this list of questions. So Matt, tell me, um, what are the three things that you think most influenced uh, your decision to open a CrossFit gym? And I I just, I don't want people talking to me like that. And I don't, and I don't want to talk to people like that unless there's exceptions, of course, everywhere. Like if you're going off about the importance of decision-making and I said, can you give me an example? Like, what are some of the top decisions you need to look at before you open a gym? Then then you go there. Right. Like, you just come on the show and it's like, what are your three favorite colors? Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, I think the Oprah-esque is easy, right? Like, if you're giving out Corvettes to everybody in the audience, you're going to get a pretty big audience that shows up. But if oh, you're I don't know. I, I, can't, I, I can't let her off the hook like that. She's got some appeal to some. She's got some appeal to someone. I mean, she's well, the, good at what point, she does. The point being is like it's easy to keep it like fluffy, happy, and superficial. Yes. But if yes. you have a podcast like yours, that's going to really challenge some deep beliefs and ideas and ask yourself to go internally and really question yourself. Now you're selling something that's a little bit tougher because you're it's thought-provoking and a lot of people are afraid to go there. I mean, wasn't it? didn't you say like, I forget where I heard this, but I thought maybe it was you it said like most people don't want to sit in the room alone with themselves because they're just afraid of ha- the questions that they know will come up and they'll have to spend time answering them. You mean to themselves? To themselves? Yeah. I mean, people, I, I've, it, it's fascinating to me that some people wouldn't want to spend a shitload of time alone. Yeah. It's fascinating to me. I mean, me too, but I think we like to like question and like analyze and like really go into stuff and i think for some people that maybe haven't done that and you're you're listening to uh bet david's book and he even says in there you could spend a lifetime with sports and entertainment and mundane and going out with your friends and everything and never actually question your own beliefs or why you believe what you believe or if it's true or what you really want out of life and you could just spend the whole entire time in entertainment land and especially now I mean, you could lose yourself in a freaking two or three hours just scrolling on Instagram and then you could watch your favorite show and then you could think about the weekend with your buddies and then the big game that's coming up and you talk about that with everybody else around you and time will fly by. Yeah, some of those questions, it's funny that you say that you kind of called me on my own shit. Some of those questions that he asks in there, they're not even that deep and I'm scared of them. Yeah, because you'll go there with them. 
No, no. Well, I'm scared of him a little bit too, but I'm scared of the, some of those questions. Like, 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 what do you want? Like, like, I don't really want to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's going to eat me alive. Susa. He's well, gonna, we uh, could, we could, we could start. We could say, what do you, and this is the question that I pose a lot of time. To like I'm not letting him days. take over my podcast. Like, no, 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 podcast. But, but. I'm not letting him, I'm not letting him. I'm going to just keep asking him what it was like. Be, what's it like being six foot five, 240 pounds. Yeah, I'm not, right. I'm not, I'm not letting them fucking like in two minutes. Tell me about your background. Yeah. Um, but if the same thing that I posed all all my staff or like anybody else is like the coaches and the people I work with, or even um some of the people that you know our team here at the podcast, like, hey, if you had a magic wand and you could wave the magic wand, none, none, no circumstances affected what you want. Describe to me your perfect day and then tell me what you want that to be in 10 years. Mm. And take most people shirt, would, take my shirt off and go to the beach every day. Not, mm-hmm. not ever wear a shirt again. And so then the next question is, is what's stopping you from doing that now? Cause I got to get there. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, I, that's I mean, a good, that's a good, that's that. You're right. That's most it. people, if yeah. you ask them, if yeah. you said, Hey man, you yeah. just had a, here's your magic wand. Go ahead and explain to me what your perfect day is. What's your perfect income level? What type of house do you want? Like all this stuff, like they just sit there and they're just like, I have no idea. So then it's like, well then what are you working towards right now? Oh yeah. Then it's kind of like survival in the, in the most simplistic sense. I think people want, um, and that's a good question. I, I, I I make this assumption that in the most simplistic sense, everyone wants is is basically searching for stability. And unfortunately there's no, I think that's a healthy thing to want, but unfortunately there's no end to that. And we, we pushed ourselves and you know, we had the psychiatrist on, I can't remember his name, but the guy from Stockholm, Sweden, who ran the psychiatric clinic clinic in Stockholm, he -hmm. says, the more security you get, the less secure you are. And that's why, and that's what's happening to society as a whole. People want so much security that they're willing to wear a mask, quarantine themselves and take an artificial um, uh, untested injection in order to get more security. And now we've lost a ton of security because of it. And so it's, uh, it's because it's never ending on one hand, you just want to say, I want my house paid off and I want to, I want to be independently wealthy. So I don't have to worry about property tax and I can buy food every day. Mm -hmm. And you think that's all you want Mm -hmm. until you're like, well, what if there? I want to have enough money to buy a backup house in Nevada in case there's a flood at this house. And then you just keep wanting more and more security. And then I want to store some food in my basement. It never ends, right? Right. I wonder if people, I'm curious, I'm going to ask Patrick Bed David, what kind of like, when he, what kind of things that he does to, to mitigate that kind of fear? Like, does he have a house that runs off of solar and is off the grid somewhere that he could run to with his family? I mean, I if I had his could. money, I'd have that. Have you got to the part where he talks about having a secret bank account that nobody knows about? Oh no. I'm close. I'm done with almost done with the book. Maybe it's not close. in his book. I mean, he oh. he's a pretty influential person to me. And so I've listened to a lot of his stuff, but that's one thing he he talks about. Not a lot now, but you know, we say have a bank account that nobody knows about. Oh snap. Oh, I, I haven't tried using the phone in a long time. Jody, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Sexy. <laughs> it's your cabinet gal from Connecticut. Hello. How is my cabinet gal? <laughs> good. I have a list of notes here, just like you. Oh, good. Let's let's get to them. Welcome to the <laughs> new segment all, on the of- <laughs> on the show, Jody, the cabinet gal. <laughs> first of all, Matt. That beanie, I, I just feel like you're gonna 
you're going to leave the podcast with your can of spray paint, hop on your skateboard and go. <laughs> okay. Check. Uh, yeah, anyway. Matt is Check, a, Mark. Matt is a thug. Okay. Got that it. That sounds like a judgment there. <laughs> hey, no, you get- told me you, used to, you were saying that you used to do spray, you know, spray paint. Art allegedly. In allegedly. The area. Allegedly. Oh, allegedly. That's right. Okay. All right. Um, just a couple, ju- just a couple things that have impacted me that you said. Okay. Bozeman's take on friendship. Ah, which I've yes, taken yes. To heart. Yes. And, very, and, and, very. Will you, will you remind us what that is? That is, don't take things so seriously if somebody can't make a date. Yes. Be a low maintenance. Just friend. let it go. Be a low maintenance. Yeah, low maintenance friend. friend. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone uh, says, so "Hey, I can't they, make the I can't make the date," and you're already sitting there. Be like, "Okay, cool." Instead of your first response wants to be like, "You fucking asshole!" Like I didn't do my yeah, waxing appointment and came to meet you for coffee. Instead, you should write, "Okay, let me know if you need any help with anything." Love you. Bye. Right. I, I completely changed my attitude on that. I appreciate yeah. that. And then maybe find the other a guy one that, is, and then maybe, and then maybe fuck their husband or wife to pay them back. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. But. All right. <laughs> the other one was uh, painting the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. Ah. And don't take it so seriously if you don't get a text back right away. Uh, what's the Sistine Chapel From one again? I forget. I forget. What's that one? No, you were you were just like, you know, relationships are high maintenance. Like, I'm trying to paint the Sistine Chapel, woman. Would you oh, just stop bothering me? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you want great people. Yeah. Well, uh, if, if you want, if you want to date Pablo Picasso, don't interrupt him when he's painting the Sistine Chapel. A hundred percent. That's right. That's right. Hey, I'm sitting here painting the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. You, Jeffrey, you still got me. If you want to, if you want to Ted Bundy or, or Jeffrey Dahmer, don't interrupt them when they're, when they're at the barbecue, frying up the bodies. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Do you have someone great in your life who needs that space? Um, I have a couple people. Yeah. And you know, I've I've completely changed my take on when I don't get texts or somebody can't show up. Uh, please, so, um, please, uh, I, I would like um, if you would like, Venmo me cash for those changes I've given you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, check mark two and three. Okay. All good stuff. And then, uh, just like you, I identify as the affiliate owner at my box. <laughs> <laughs> like you're the CEO, Jody, the CEO of CrossFit. I'm the, I'm the yes. Well, not Connecticut, but whatever. My box. Yeah. My box. I identify as the affiliate. Yeah. Owner as the affiliate owner, yeah. but. And you're also so, the CEO of your own box. Well, I am of my own box, my own personal box. Yeah. Yeah, your own personal box. Yes. No matter what is going on in the CrossFit world, I still have control over my own CrossFit life. Yes. That's and right. every, and every woman should have control over her own box and be the CEO of her own box. That's right. <laughs> Step away from the box. Yes. Yes. Excuse <laughs> me, sir. Can you take your hands off the box, please? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, take a number and uh, we'll call you when we're ready. Oh, my God. Okay. I've been out at a job for an hour, so I missed the first hour. So I can't wait to listen to the first hour. Have you, hey, do you, um, do you, does the place that you sell cabinets um, at, do, are they good cabinets? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I have the worst cabinets in the fucking world at my house. They're from Home Depot. It's like this whole fancy, beautiful kitchen, and they are the worst. Not a single cabinet opens or closes properly <laughs> from the day that it was brand new. They didn't follow up on anything. They, I mean, who knows? I, I bought. Well, a that's flip. why. That's I, why I, I'm not with the. That's why I'm not with a big box. I'm with a little, little, tiny shop where they. I cannot hide. If they have a problem, I'm taking care of it. Yeah, my, my kitchen is so depressing. It feels like the kitchen that you had like when you were in college. I'm a grown-ass man. I'm like rich. Wait, the one in and, the house that you live in right now? Yes. Well, then you got to correct that. No, I mean, you can't. It's you have a, to have it's a $100,000 to get it done right. It'd be like to get a custom cabinet guy. I had custom cabinets in my last house, and my, and, and my kitchen was tiny, and it was so nice. Dude, dude yes. you're the CEO. You're the CEO and you don't pay your employees. So I think you can afford it. <laughs> Am I right, Matt? That's fair. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go to my secret bank account where my secret money is. Today. Okay. Wait, I have a question for you. Okay. Hurry up because we're about to go on to abortion. Okay. <laughs> is Khalifa an affiliate owner? No, I don't think he is anymore. I think he did. I can't it out yeah yeah um nc fit he was an affiliate owner for a long time and now he has his own um em, a pretty successful empire i think mm -hmm. nc fit yeah 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 and and andy has I, corporate what corporate so, stuff sorry say that again jody yeah yeah he's a, just a generous great person yes. and i just always love when he comes on your show because he just is so natural and he just gives you his time you know yeah. When he's done painting the Sistine Chapel, he comes over to the to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he 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 the whole energy on the show changes when he's on for the better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good dude. Don't you don't have to agree. You don't have to agree so much, Jody. You could have just been like, "Okay." I you know, that was that was on my list in my head, but it didn't get onto the paper, so I'm glad I brought that up. Okay. He's good. He's good. So, anyway, well, listen, I've taken enough of your time. You have. Thank you for coming. All right. You guys Enjoy your day there on the West Coast, okay? Peace Thank and love. You. you too. Have a good day. Okay. Bye bye. Susa, to your point about Ukraine, small problem is that the U.S. and the U.K. promised to protect Ukraine after they signed to gave up its new. Oh, fair, fair enough. Yeah, that's J a great point. J J J J J bait and switch. Good morning. How can I help you? You've called the Seven Podcast. Your caller number two. Unlike the last caller, my full intentions are to simply take as much of your time as possible. Oh, thank you. How can I help I, you, Mr. Logan? How you doing, man? Living the dream. I'm just getting ready to talk about abortion. Oh, man. Good thing I called in. Yep. Save, so save the listeners. That. Save the listeners. That? Say it again. <laughs> Nothing. I, I am simply just calling to divert. That's yeah. all. Yeah, it sounds like there's an abortion going on where you're at. <laughs> Terrible. Sorry, I had to hop from one to the other. I've been following this Ukraine thing quite closely. Okay, tell me what's what the hell's going on over there? Not not closely enough to have an opinion on why call oh okay i mean basically what we have is the the, the way i'm hearing uh, i don't even want to get into it i'm not ready to get into it but but there is a guy there is a box owner in odessa ukraine that i'm whatsapping with who used to work at the box in um in, in kiev or kiev i let me say kiev i like kiev better in kiev and uh and, and i would like to get him on the air and, and, and hear his take 
But it, it, is, a, it, is, it is a little unsettling that Ukraine has been sending weapons to Armenia for the last two or three years. Yeah, I mean, and then you look, you look at it from the perspective of uh, the U.S. has been doing all sorts of things that, you know, if everybody in uh, certain countries had, you know, smartphones and a cell, a cell signal, we'd be seeing this stuff all the time that oh, we're point. seeing right now. Good point. But it, it, it's, uh, it's pretty... I don't know. It's pretty sad. Well, I that video of that uh, fighter jet that just bombed this, I don't know, I'm assuming it was a house next to the house the lady was recording in, and there's kids screaming in the background. I don't know. But I feel, like, I feel like we're all so primed to not believe what we see on TV. Well, not... not just because of the last couple years. Well, some of us, there's still, I think the vast majority are still completely brainwashed. I, 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 it's in, um, in Biden's speech, he said something the other day. He said, uh, fund the police. And I was like tripping. I was like, wow, the cornerstone of the whole Democrat Democratic Party for the last two years, one of the cornerstones has been to defund the police. And it, I believe that that's one of the things that's caused the most damage to our society as a whole. Instead of trying to figure out how to work with the police, society was told by the media to attack the police. And what we had is we had all the police, all the police take one step back and crime just went through the roof. And who suffered the most from that? The poor communities, right? The communities that need the police the most. And so murder rates are at an all-time high. Theft is at an all-time high. Um, drug use is at an all-time high. Everything is just so bad right now. And why is that? Because the Democrats got on that George Floyd bandwagon um, and, and, and did defund the police. Well, now, out of the blue, this guy says fund the police. So I was talking to one of my favorite Democrats, and I'm like, dude, are you tripping? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, this is like one of the foundational elements of the Democrats is to defund the police. And they said, no, it's not. You can't lump all of us up into one box. And I'm like, holy shit. And I see Joe Rogan do this too a little bit where 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 he, someone's behaving like someone's not behaving like a Democrat, but he's still calling them a Democrat because that's what they call themselves. That's not how it works. You can't you can't be. I'm telling you the rules. You can't be a Nazi. Who was like, ah, I really like the Nazi party, except for that one part where they killed the Jews. It doesn't work like that. You can't be a Democrat and be like, oh, I'm a Democrat, except for that one part where it's defund the police. Then you're not a Democrat. That That's like foundational shit of who they are. They hate the fucking police. They're racist and they and they profess um, anti-racism, which is which just pops up racism. And they demand that people are offended. That is the premise of the of the of the organization. I don't, know where, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, so <laughs> my point is, is that you were saying this people you think that most people know they I, I disagree with you, Lars. I think most people don't know. I think people like me and you who sit around and fucking drag hogs around all day mindlessly and have time to look at um, uh, other forms of media. We, we're, we're we have our eyes open. But the educated class. Educated. Yeah, the educated class, they are. Ron, tell me about morons. your hogs. Tell me about your hogs, Ron. I'd like to know more about the hogs you're dragging around all day. Fucking. Dangles between my leg, two pounds, twelve inches long. Looks like two, looks like, looks like two coke cans on top of each other. That's my fucking hog. How dare you ask me about my hog on while we're live? I would say the politicians don't have any 
thing that is actually being revealed. They just kind of switch to whatever the popular narrative is, narrative is that people want to hear. And then once they get into office, they do business as usual. And I bet if you were to look at all the issues that were ever discussed between Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, or this little ping pong game we play so we could all argue with each other rather than really look at the issues and understand ain't shit changed, it's only gotten worse. So I don't really buy into the whole Republican, Democrat, what they said then, what they say now. I just think it's all pandering until they're in office. Yeah, someone the other day just lit me up on 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 social media. They're like, I was just ripping on the Democrats, and they just fucking tore into the Republicans and tell me what a dipshit I am, thinking that the Republicans are different. And I responded, "Yep, I agree with everything you just said." Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah it's all, like, I think come it's on, man, same, like, man. come on, I, like, like, just because I'm ripping the Democrats, don't think that I'm giving the Republicans a pass. But we do need some, we do, we do need some course correction. The educated, the educated class. I, I'm using their terms have completely ruined this country. I mean, they, they are, Oh, I can't call them that word. What do you mean by educated class? If, if, if you, if you, you all my peers that I went to college with, I sent, I sent the exact Pfizer study from the Pfizer website to a friend of mine who has four kids, who's a math instructor. And I said, Holy shit, dude, you should see these numbers and run these numbers. And they said, what are you, anti-vax like Jenny McCarthy? Mm. I'm like, 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 you're a math teacher. I just wrote back, hey, dude, and I just ignored what he said, just the, the ad hominem attack. And I just said, yeah. hey, dude, you should look into the difference between relative and absolute numbers. And you should also consider teaching your students that you don't have to use vaccine numbers for it. You could use stat numbers or any other scientific study. But that's like a really important thing to understand. What they say. I mean, we had Zoe Hart. They, they just got, they, they just kept up with the anti-vax shit. It's like, wow, you're a math teacher and you don't want to do the math. It should be so exciting for you. The numbers. I didn't even have anything. I just uh, automatically hit this because uh, I just felt like uh, boosting my ego. That's all. Okay. Well, thank you. Hey, Bruce Wayne in chat. Uh, No. Uh, tell Wad Zombie to call. Okay, Wad Zombie, if you don't call, you're a bitch. Okay, bye. <laughs> Wad Zombie, no call, you a bitch. Uh, so the definition of abortion is induced termination of a pregnancy with destruction of the embryo or fetus. I think a fetus is like a human being that's still like developing. I'd have to look that up. But and, and then number any various procedures that result in the termination of a pregnancy. So if, if something if a if a woman is pregnant and you turn and you end the pregnancy, that's an abortion. A cessation of normal growth, especially of an organ or other body part prior to full development or maturation. Well, and so so go back to the first definition, induced termination of a pregnancy with destruction of embryo or fetus. So it's it's if you um, destroy a fetus is that I wonder if that's and, and I guess. I, I wonder what the word kill means. Can you say it kills the fetus or. Or just Didn't they say it terminates. I mean, yeah, I just don't know. If, how do you talk about it without being biased at all? 
Abortion is legal through the, and now I'm on the wiki page. Abortion is legal throughout the United States and its territories, although restrictions and accessibility vary from state to state. Okay. So, uh, oh, since 1976, the Republican Party has generally generally sought to restrict abortion access or criminalize abortion. So, <clears throat> according to this, Republicans want to make it reduce access to the termination of the embryo or fetus in a human being. So you have to you have to somehow. Um, oh, okay. Let me see this. Uh, In 2018, 77.7 abortions were performed at nine weeks or less. Can you can you can you pull up what a baby looks like at nine weeks? I know that's just using my eyes too. And 92.2 percent of abortions were performed at 13 weeks. Wait. That's impossible. How can that be? If 77% were performed at nine weeks, how would 92% be performed at 13 weeks or – oh, at 13 weeks or less. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Can you see what a nine-week fetus looks like? Well, that's the description of it there. The head is more erect and the neck is more developed. Your baby skeleton is forming, but the bones are still soft. Little eyelids form but stay closed and nose appears during an ultrasound. Okay. Wow. Um, it's a fascinating one, man. It is a, it is a fascinating, fascinating, uh, uh, topic. There's a, there's pictures. Oh, okay. All right. So it's like, it's, it's, it's starting to be a person. It's got a fucked up head. Alien head. Yeah, totally. And how do they do that? I wonder how they get the baby out of there. They vacuum it out or they cut the woman open or. I have no idea. It's a complicated issue, isn't it? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's so tough. You know, it's interesting. It's so tough. I, I, I'm still on the fence that you can't make it. I'm still on the side. You can't make it illegal. But 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 I really think that the words should be like spoken out. I don't think that we should use signifiers and concepts to 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 reduce the impact of of the verbiage that it's it's the destruction of an embryo or fetus. It's um it's uh it's it's a it's a lot, man. It's 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 a lot. And and the reason why is well it's multifaceted. Like a lot of times you hear like women saying like uh, my body, my choice. So then they're making it about like personal medical choice. Yeah. Which apparently doesn't exist anymore in this country or other places. They induce labor. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So so you have the baby, the woman still has the baby, but it's just, it's, it's, it's like stillborn, I guess. And then there's this issue of like, I mean, there's so many different ways you go with it. Because then, what happens if you the woman doesn't plan to get the abortion, but there's complications, and the only way that that woman can survive is by aborting the baby. 
and then you have the whole entire thing of like what if it was yeah I, that, all that stuff babe. all that stuff i can just shove to the side Okay, the, so then what the, like if the woman's on? gonna die or if you're raped or if you're okay, um, so you're like saying all that, that stuff is like is conflating the issue. No, I don't know if I would say that. Maybe I'm maybe maybe I just feel like I, I just feel like I can push that one to the, like here we go. Okay. Hey, 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 it all right. I think that those numbers are probably so small. It's like when I say there's only two sexes, male and female, and someone's like, oh, no, there's both. Okay, fine. There's both, too. Like, it's the spirit of what I'm saying is correct. Those kind of details, I don't think, just too hard to think about. Okay, go ahead. Caller, hi. Okay, so I wanted to, I was, you guys were talking about abortion, and and you said it was a complicated issue. Yes. And I want, I want, could you explain that a little bit more to me? Because I'm, because for me, it's cut and dry, but I want to know why you think it's complicated well uh, someone do you actually do you want to take it sorry no you go ahead matt i i my I, my answer won't go away well I mean, let's see can we hear why you think it's cut and dry first or do you want us to go first either way is fine yeah um you sound, I, you sound I, I, pumped I, so i don't want to like derail you if you're pumped and you want to go <laughs> stay fired up yeah yeah i mean, I, I, mean I am super fired up but yeah, go. Uh, you know but also i, I want to be clear so i oftentimes a lot of times when i hear this and I'm, i don't Again, kind of why I want to ask the question because I want to know if maybe I'm, you know, misrepresenting your opinion. But a lot of times what I hear for why it's complicated is people are like, okay, well, here's the thing. You're, you got these poor women and they've had all these kids and they can't afford another child. So no, they got to get rid of it. Not, not okay. my issue. Don't give a okay. fuck about that. Okay, cool. But the maybe Matt thing, does. Do you care about that, Matt? No, I'm just saying, like, I don't really necessarily have a strong opinion on this, like, either way. I just think that there's there's multiple rivers that run into this one question. I like, want to have a strong opinion, though. I want to be able to th- I want to be able to think clearly about it. I really want to be able right. to think clearly about Me it. Me too. But right. Tough. Well, you know, like j- my opinion is, is that, well, first off, it's very misrepresented. They're, they always say it's a woman's right to choose. But really, it's like more of like a frat boy's right to choose. Because the reality is that women want to have children and you know, not all and not, and not all the time, but they do. And they would carry that child. I mean, I've seen a lot of women that have had, that have had an unexpected pregnancy and have said prior to that, that they didn't want to have kids and blah, blah, blah. And they went through with the pregnancy and it's like the greatest joy in their life. Yeah. I have two of those. I have two of those. Right. Right. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so it's, it's, it is a beautiful, amazing thing. So, so, but a lot of times women get pressured to have an abortion by a man. So I don't think it's a women's rights thing. In, in fact, it's more of a misogyny thing. It's really what it is, is it's irresponsible men who don't want to pull out. They don't want to do a blow job. They don't want to do anal. They don't, they don't, they, there's all sorts of different sexual options and they choose to not wear a condom. And there's a million ways to prevent getting somebody pregnant, but they choose not to do any of them. And instead, and then after they get somebody pregnant, they're like, let's kill the baby. <laughs> it's like insane to me. I, I want to say, are- I want to say one thing. The blowjob thing is completely absurd. Everyone wants a blowjob, but I appreciate you bringing up, <laughs> but, but the anal, like I'm not doing anal. Am I, am I giving it that, to no one? Fine. I'm not taking it. I don't do anal. I don't fuck with your ass at all. No one's ass. That, that's fine. So, that, so I, I am, they, I fall into that selfish category, but I'm falling into the weeds here. I, I, I know, I know the spirit of what you're saying is accurate and I agree with you. Right. Right. How about so, just jerk? How about it, just jerk off too? Yeah, yeah, that too. And so there, there's a lot of sexual options that don't involve impregnating somebody and then murdering a baby. And so it's like, 
to me, it's just, it's very cut and dry. It's like, look, we, we, there's something called self-control. We all believe in it. We all believe that there's consequences for your actions. What about the precedent it sets, um, Joseph? What about the precedent, precedent it sets that, that you don't let someone decide what happens in their body? Yeah, I kind of see where you're going with that. That part really concerns me. That part really, really, really concerns me. Yeah. And my friend well, fought that, back with, hey, dude, they had right, they had control over their body before they sat on the cock. Like yeah, a woman has a right over her body, and then when she sits on the cock, she loses a little bit of that right. And I'm like, yeah, oh, well, it, God, it, it, I hear you. I hear you. But yeah. What about yeah, this other argument the, that like we have no business, we, we shouldn't have any say if you have a penis, that only the vagina should get to decide on this issue? How about that one? Um, I don't know. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't fully agree with that, but, I, but, but back to your other question though, about yeah. the precedent, you, you know, control over your own body. Yeah. Your friend makes a very good point. It's like, look, now we're, we're, we're entering into a contract the moment, you know, somebody sticks their penis inside you. So it's like, now it's two people. We're conspiring together here. Okay. Yeah. So immediately that, that, that disrupts that. And that is just a fact that it's just the reality. You're making love with another human. It's not, it's no longer just your decision. Um, but, 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 but beyond that, there isn't a notion of why, why, why though, why there's lots of things that aren't because it's not fair. It still is her body. And that's that the thing, the reason why why I care about that. It's not for like, um, it's only for legal reasons. Do I care about that? I don't, I don't like Mm -hmm. opening the slippery slope at all that anyone has any right over anyone else's body. It's well, just, but, but, but that's a facade, man. I mean, come is. on, we have a draft. It's a total facade. We have a draft. Like I'm like, if like, let's say we create world war three here in Ukraine. Um, Joseph, two know, wrongs don't make a right. Military. Two wrongs don't make a right. My mom taught me that when I was little, <clears throat> just because we're drafting men doesn't mean that we okay, should be able so, to. Okay. So, 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 but here's the thing that does like, like, for example, does, then then that that should be applied to abortion i mean just one poor decision doesn't justify an even more poor decision which would be killing a baby so it's like i get what you're saying about personal liberty but that it's kill, is it's, it's, kill, it's killing a uh, um it's the destruction of a fetus Right. I mean, I've, I, I guess you could use that term too, if you want, whatever, but I I'm mean, just it, trying it, to like, I I'm just trying to just get my head. Humanize the baby. Well, <laughs> no, like I, under no circumstances should a baby ever be destroyed or a fetus should never be destroyed. I, right. I, I wholeheartedly agree. There's, there's under no, there's circumstances. no circumstances, rape, nothing. I can, I cannot in a vacuum see any reason ever to destruct a fetus. Right. Then, I also think, and here's here's where the problem is. I also think under no circumstance should you be telling people um, what to do with their body. Like under yeah, not, see, I mean, under I not, get, I get where not I tell get where them, force from. them, and like, yeah. I mean, look, I like I see with like the the current situation with people trying to force people to get take the, the vaccine or something. I don't agree with that. And legally speaking, they're they're wrong to try and force people to do that. However. I can't believe I you brought believe. the vaccine up. How dare you bring the vaccine up on yeah, my show? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, the, the, however, the thing is, though, is that, you know what? People don't know what's best for them a lot of the time. That is a true thing. 
that people make really stupid, poor decisions. And people think, well, you know, we live in a free country and people should be allowed to do that. And I don't agree with that on everything. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not a libertarian at all. I don't buy into that. Say you I don't buy that, into what? Sorry, I was checking out that chick's dress, Stacey Ward. Say that again? Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. I don't buy into the notion that people should have complete control over their own bodies. I don't think that that's right. A lot of people... That's why that's why we have a, the, the situation we do with obesity in, in, in our nations, because like there's people are not strongly influencing others to control their appetites and eat healthy food. And the, the reality is, is that it's killing people. So at some point, people have to make a decision. Am I going to be a libertarian and believe that everybody should be free to make their own decisions because I do it and I'm a disciplined person? Or yes. even though yeah. the reality is most people are not, the vast majority of people are not, and they need to be told what to do. With their body. That's a slippery slope because then who uh, do you put in charge to do that? And then once power is well, consumed, how do you control very, that power? I would I a hundred percent agree with that. I think that you know at the end of the day, we have to first start by by strongly encouraging people to be moral and we need to create some sort of moral code in our country and stop telling people that they're just an animal. Who, who creates the moral? Who creates the moral code? Animals. Who creates the moral code? Well, that's the thing. I mean, we'd have to come. We'd have to come together with some sort of uh, consensus, and that would be tough who's, to do. But who's know? we? Who's we? You would. It would have to. It would have to be within the government. I, is what I would imagine. The government is or, just or people. like a marriage between like a religious organization and and the government. It would have to be something along those lines. Well, then who gets to decide would, which religion you belong to? But like I said, I don't know if it would be necessarily religion. But it, well, then but who gets to decide uh, the government? Who gets to decide the government to begin with? Well, I mean, we're currently allegedly deciding what the government does. Allegedly, <laughs> so I mean, we, we, like I said, it would, we would have to. Of course, it's a slippery slope, but we have to figure out something. Otherwise, our, con- our country is going to continue to go down this downward trajectory of like immorality. And not believing in self-control, and not believing in like very. Well, who gets to decide the morale? Who gets to decide the morals? Who gets to decide the morals? I don't know. I mean, it would have to be the country. Would have to people would have to. It would probably have to develop organically. People in their own. It would. So wouldn't that just be a collective, a collective group of people making individual decisions that they decided for themselves, and then agreeing with the decisions that they came upon upon after they've already decided within themselves. Yeah, yeah, you could, you could, it could, it could develop that way. So then, isn't that libertarianism? Because you gave them the freedom to decide as an individual, and then they just found other individuals yeah. that they happen to agree upon. Yeah, the thing is, the thing is, yeah, you could. I mean, it, it, that sounds really ideal. What like that, that that's one way that it could happen. What's another the reality? Way? Is, is that well, the other way would be is the way that that humanity has done this type of thing throughout all of history, which is where there's typically one person in control. And they just tell everybody what to do, and people <laughs> fall in line. And most of the time, it doesn't work very well. But sometimes it does. When when's the time yeah. that it's worked really well? I think I think that it worked really well with there are certain rulers like King David. It with the Hebrews. I think it worked really well with him. All right, all right, all right, all right. No King David talk. But <laughs> um, caller, thank you. But I, jo- Joseph, what's I, up? Hi, sorry to interrupt. I have to hang up on you. Yeah. But thank you. All right, bye. That yep. was really good. Yep, we'll see you bye. Thank, thank you for your call. Good thoughts. Yep. It's 
it's funny because once you start going down the rabbit hole of asking the questions of like who decides who's the government who puts them in charge who does all that like very quickly that argument unravels and then morals change over time and morals change depending on where you are like i think uh in some middle eastern countries it's legal it's legal to marry a woman at eight years old so what seems a little early to get committed to me yeah for sure but like so those are their morals decided by whatever the collective group of the people there so then how who who are we to say that that moral is wrong versus the other one is right uh lonesome lenny religion sucks the life out of everyone you know i kind of used to have that feeling and i don't anymore i I used to have that thought process and i see so much value Mm -hmm. for religion now it, it it basically like it's a great place for the sleeping masses to huddle it, it's to incubate it's it's a great place for people to incubate but i'm open to being wrong about that but yeah but 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 that's sort of how i see it now yeah and i give greg credit for like kind of opening my eyes to that Be, like i if someone is doing something for the benefit of mankind but it's wrong how they're doing it or their approach or their reason, but it's benefiting mankind. I, I kind of like, I need to be less self-righteous and be like, okay, go. Before, before you answer this call, I got to like, I got to jam. Oh, okay. I, I make it to. Thanks, Matt. What are you doing right now? You going to work? Yeah, I got to go to the fire department, but there's not a lot of traffic this time. So that should be great. Well, I'm going to um, talk with Derek Mendez. It was nice having you on the show today, Matt. Matthew Souza. Thank you. I feel bad leaving. All right. I'll see you guys later. Bye, Matt. Bye. That, that's Derek. Bye, Derek. I mean, bye, bye, Derek. Matt. What's up, Derek? How are you? Bro? Uh, hey, I actually uh, named Jason, so I don't know. Must, uh, oh, hi, Jason. Kind of weird. Uh, hey, no, um, I heard you guys talking about abortion. I want to just call in real quick. Sure. Because um, I think there's something that everybody misses when they're talking about the issue at large. Yes. Um, and I kind of discovered this with one of my friends who... I'd say, you know, he definitely leans pretty far left and I'm I like to think of myself as more in the middle, but I probably would say I lean right. Um, and we were having a good conversation about it. And he pointed out to me uh, that in general, <laughs> where people should start with this issue is that uh, less is better. But neither side saying, hey, we need more abortion. Um, and so, you know, starting from that point where we both acknowledge that, hey, less abortion is good. Uh, how do we get there? And so, um, you know, that's, Dude, that, there was I, some I lady who wrote in the comments, Derek or Jason, there was some lady who wrote in the comments, like those women didn't even want those babies to start with, which, which kind of makes me think I'm, I'm not, I'm not sold on it, but that, that maybe that premise isn't right. That we all want less. I mean, I hope you're right. I hope mm-hmm. you're right. But okay, let, let, let's just Shoot. go down that path anyway. So we want less abortion, and the ways to do that are to do less abortions and to practice more safe sex. Is that is that where you're going? Sorry to interrupt you. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I I, I think those would be a, a couple ways for sure. Um. But uh, I I guess when we're looking at solutions, more more what I'm saying rather than offering a solution. Uh. But when we're looking and examining solutions, uh, to this problem at large, uh, just starting from a point where we're, you know, the, a point that we can, both sides can agree on, no matter yeah. which way you lean, uh, yeah. is important because otherwise, I mean, it's just gonna, you, you know, you turn it into this, 
this uh, combative. Uh, I mean, it, it just escalates un- right. unnecessarily. Where and, can we start to um, agree on? Can we agree that no one really wants it, there to be abortions? You know, it's funny you say that is there right. are those wackadoodle videos you see on Instagram where there's like 10 ladies and they're all holding a pill and they're like, we're all pregnant and we're going to abort our baby. And they're holding, and they all swallow the pill. Like, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's like, holy shit, this is like some dark shit. Yeah. Well, and I think that develops because people get so lost in their, uh, you know, in their, in their concept of, of, of what it is, it becomes this, you know, this line they draw on the sand and they're going to defend it at all costs rather than cross the bridge and talk to the other side and, and figure out, uh, you know, a real solution. But basically, and, and I'm a Christian, so, you know, I don't really mind saying this. Um, what Christians and what people who lean far right, you know, we, we tend to think that abortion is right. Like killing the baby. Right. Um, of the but the problem is that, The problem with that, though, is that when you say something like that to a woman who has had it or contemplating having it, um, you're you're essentially accusing them of murder. Which, you know, just trying to wrap your mind around that. Like, if if I'm a young woman who, you know, has had an abortion or is contemplating one, um, I'd have to change my entire frame of reference to to think of it that way. And if I went down that way, it would just make me depressed and feel awful. And there'd be a guilt that lives with me the rest of my life. So that's why I think I'm concerned about that for women too, to tell you the truth. I'm concerned with the fact of like women think they're going to get an abortion, they get the abortion and then they have to live with something the rest of their life that really, really fucking sucks. Like I'm thinking for them, like like I have a friend who got an abortion. She thought the baby Mm -hmm. was gone and then she ended up having the baby. And I like, I know like, like it's the greatest thing ever. Like her and her kid are like, right. she's like the best yeah. mom ever. This kid's like the, the best kid ever. It, it's like, right. it, holy shit. And but, it was a but, failure, but, but they think, told her, they told her the baby's gone. She went and got the abortion. Baby's gone. And she had the baby. And it's like, man, like. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and, it's, and it's crazy. When you get and I love this kid and I love this are, woman. And it's like, mm-hmm. I support her either way, but it's, that's a, that's a hell of a story, man. Yeah, no, it, I, I mean, it really is. Grow up into this, yeah, it's nuts. And that's like the best. That's the best outcome of all this, right? Is 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 a story like that. Um, but the the reason you get people who you know they get their pitchforks and torches on on both sides, especially on the side though where you know you maybe see an Instagram video of ten women taking the pills at once and kind of cheering on. They, they they almost have to go that way, otherwise, you know, they can get caught up questioning the action and and that's why you have that it result. has to and be then, questioned it has to be questioned it's a destruc- destruction well, and, of a and fetus. i agree yeah it's not like uh, absolutely absolutely if, if we it can't question be. it what makes us human what makes us better than dogs right and that's where i think it's so important to agree on like okay what can we agree on and right. which you know less like is it. more and then i think the other thing too that people don't consider is you know as a christian um the, the concept of, or just the question, when the, when the life start? It's such a simple question, but if we could agree on that <laughs> or, or at least understand where the other person is coming from, then uh, that would help a lot in the conversation because you can't point at me and say, Hey, I don't care about women. Say, no, that's not the issue. It's just, I care about the, what I consider the life in woman. What would and you then, define you know, as life? What would you define as life? 
Well, uh, right, and that's the question. I, I so mean, if you were to say <laughs> the, the baby can't be aborted, it can't be destroyed once it's a, it's a, it's alive. I wonder what that definition of alive is, because part of me thinks that maybe we were mm-hmm. all we've always been alive, and that we and that we yeah. can't be destroyed. Well, and that's how Christians tend to approach life in general is that uh, God knew us before we were even born. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's why a lot of Christians, you know, we're taking such a strong stance against abortion. Um, and, and, but on the other side, right. It's, it's uh, like with my friend, right. So I was talking about who, who leans left. Um, you also, we also want to care about the women. And so we don't want to accuse them of being murderers. Um, but we also need to, agree on a starting point which is hey less is more and then i think the other piece to that um the other piece to that is is understanding where the what where the other person believes life begins and and we can cut through a ton of you know the the weeds just by examining those two points it is what i found because I've, I've i have a ton of liberal friends and um conversations tend to be more productive when we answer those two different things jason thank um, you so I get, yeah yeah absolutely jason, love, um, thank you Savan. okay bye all right peace all right blanco 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 Savan. blanco hello blanco all right i'm not i'm not listening to to the uh the show on on my phone but now we're on the phone so it's all good all right um so i'm listening to this guy yeah i'm listening to this guy break down um his his christian perspective and the western perspective of of abortion and all those things and i think to myself the the key piece of this is is murder and killing right that's kind of the basis of where we go and then you can kind of branch off onto the destruction of the fetus which is kind of dehumanizing it in a sense. Um, and I think all the points are valid, but the, um, I think one key thing that, um, separates the two ideas is, um, yeah, the humanization of it. Um, and one thing that I think that a lot of us do is, uh, we eat animals, right. And I eat animals for sure. But one thing that I can't seem to ration and I'm just going to put this out there as a, as an open point for the viewers is, um, why do we, um, kill and consume animals? Um, but then also look at killing and, um, killing people as an issue. And I can, and I completely agree that killing people is wrong and, um, that killing animals needlessly is wrong, but to use them as food, um, is good for us. And one of the 10 commandments is thou shall not murder. So I just like to put yeah. that out there for don't all those, of you. Don't those people, the Christian people, don't they also like there's something in there that God gave us dominion over all the animals or all the planet or something. And so therefore we can just eat whatever we want. Isn't there like some sort of rationalization? <laughs> there? I don't, maybe not even rationalization, yeah, but, direct order from their boss. Um, I think so. Um, but it might, it might be more, um, I, I thought it was more of, of over the plants and, uh, and they, natural world i guess it's all up to interpretation and it's based now on five, hebrew and all that five people are going to come in call in and be like yo god said we could eat these motherfuckers dominion yeah. <laughs> over animals is that what it is that what it comes out because it seems a little uh, odd but i'll just let that let that play out uh the human uh. rule over animals does not mean we have the right to mistreat or misuse animals 
<laughs> Isn't it funny? You can look up on the internet what God meant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. People like to oh take, that, take that word. This is so cool that God gave us the internet. The word dominion means rule or power over. God has sovereign power over his creation and has delegated the authority to mankind. I, I don't know. So can you sum up what you were saying in a, in a nutshell, sir? Yeah, sorry. I kind of okay. went no, off no, the, okay. off the okay. Um, Basically, why why can we murder animals yeah. um, and not murder people with no moral issue there? You know? Yeah. And I'm not arguing for murdering people. I'm arguing, I guess, against the murder of animals. But when I eat it, when I eat a big piece of steak, I feel fantastic. Me too. So um, I don't like some, the fact that animals some weird have to spot be, there. Yeah, I'm, I've had that same thing. I mean, I used to have this girlfriend in college, and she had a bumper sticker on. She was vegan. She had a bumper sticker on her car that said "Don't kill animals," and then she also had a, a pro-choice sticker on. Man, people would just drive by us and be screaming at us. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, I was like, that's uh, yeah. yeah it's, but I was I was in college. I just wanted to, I didn't care about anything except the fact that she was a girl and that she had a vagina and boobs. I didn't care about her bumper stickers then. All right. Yeah, well, thank you for calling. Yeah. I've matured. Right. I've come Talk so far. I've come so far. You're allowed to eat steak in Christianity. Well, thank you. That's a cool religion. I don't think most murders come without some moral price. Probably you're right. Okay, guys, thank you very much. Uh, it's it's a I think I think I think in summation that what the practice here today is even if we don't come up with a uh, an answer, and I'm sure some of you did come up with answers or you have your answers, but the fact that something like this can be talked about and that it's important that it's talked about, and that and that and the, and, the, and and that through talking about it we get we find not the answer maybe but new ways of talking about it. Because a lot of times we don't – not only do we not know how to think, but we don't know how to look at things from different angles. So as like I feel like a lot of us just look at our hand like this all day, and it takes someone else to be like, hey, look at this side. And you're like, whoa. Oh, great show. Had fun. Thanks for tolerating my glasses today. These are my cool glasses. Uh, oh, let me tell you some of the shows that are coming up. Oh, I don't have my calendar. Do I have my calendar? We have a crazy schedule coming up. Oh, my goodness. Did you guys see the Flowing Dutchman show? That was so cool. That guy was so cool. If you are a young man or a young woman, that is what you want. You want to find your passion and travel the world sharing it with people. Okay, tomorrow we have AJ Fletcher on, uh, UFC fighter. He is, I want to say, 9-0 and in the 171-pound class. He's been on the show before. We're having him on again tomorrow. Then on Sunday we have Alex Caceres on, another UFC fighter. He's on a five-fight win streak. And then at 10 a.m. we have another UFC fighter on called Cody Durden. And the thing with Cody is after Cody won his match, he beat a guy from China. He said, I sent this motherfucker packing back to China and Daniel Cormier got scared and ran off with the mic and a bunch of people attacked this guy for being racist. And I remember thinking, why is that racist to say I sent this guy packing back to China? You should totally be able to say that. You should be able to say I sent this guy packing back to Armenia. I sent this guy packing back to wherever the fuck he's from. He's pumped up. They were just in a fight say whatever you want but the fact that everyone's so scared of that or thinks that that's racist you're out of your fucking mind that's not racist at all that's like when um um the, what was the president's uh, donald trump said that uh that mexico is sending us their their worst people that's not racist 
That's that's not or 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 when he called Obama Muslim or said he's from Kenya. These aren't racist terms. That I was just watching John Oliver the other day, and he was accusing Trump of being racist by saying that he's from Kenya or saying that he's Muslim. This, these these people don't know what racism means. Anyway, I'm excited to have the guy on the show. We can talk about it. What that is is that's that's character assassination. That's that's horrible. That that is retarded levels of communication when you do that to people. When you take what they've said and you run with it, make presuppositions, and then announce it to the world, it's bad. It, it, it's really unhealthy. Anyway, then on Monday we have another UFC fighter. It's like it's like just UFC week. Um, Chris Montaniu, um, he was the guy. He's been on the show before too. He shot. Uh, he fought Sugar uh, Sean O'Malley, and he has another fight coming up. And I'm excited to see him fight. And then in the evening on Monday, we're coming back at 6:30 p.m. We have two shows on Monday, and it's the open recap of week number two. What a bizarre turn of events. The way they read the rules, the, the CrossFit Games has lost its fucking mind. You go to the website, and there's one set of rules for the Open this week, and then you watch the video that Adrian Bosman gave, and it's another set of rules. And I get it. Anyone with uh, like a- anyone could figure it out what they mean, but when you have 200,000 people who've registered for this thing, you need to be clear. CrossFit is completely... This open is a, is a complete shit show, but we'll, we'll hopefully we'll talk about that. What a mess it is! The whole jumping over the bar fiasco, and we'll have Angelo DeChico and Brian Friend on at six thirty um, on uh, Monday evening. Then on Tuesday the eighth, I don't see anyone. And then on Wednesday the night ninth, we have Patrick Bet David, which I'm super excited about. And then on the tenth, we have David Rush. I think he set more than 200 Guinness Book World Records. I'm excited about that. And then on the Friday the 11th, we have Greg Anderson. If you don't know who Greg Anderson is, you should follow him on Instagram. Uh, He is a police officer from Washington, and I do believe his story is he. Well, we'll we'll find out. It's it's a it's a great story. Okay, guys, thank you very much. Peace.